today, Rinpoche completed the section on how you take rebirth, and we began the new chapter on the 12 links of dependent origination. Um, so Again, we're looking uh, today at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically the section on training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Uh, so when we look at that section from the perspective of an outline, uh, we'll find that there are four categories. Uh, the first category is the mental training. Uh, second category is the measure of the determination to be free or the measure of uh, one's renunciation. Third category is dispelling misconceptions. And then the fourth category is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation or leading to uh, Buddhahood. Um, so when we look at those uh, various categories, that first category, the mental training, uh, is broken down into two categories. First is identifying the mind intent on liberation, <coughs> identifying <coughs> desire to definitely emerge, identifying renunciation. Uh, second category is the method for developing uh, the desire to definitely emerge or the determination to be free. Uh, here I think they translate it as the mind intent on liberation. Um, so um, the method for developing that. So the section, uh, once you get through the identification of that mind uh, and arrive at the section on method, there's two categories. Uh, the first category is reflection on suffering and its origin, and the uh, second category is reflection uh, from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. So the first category, reflection on suffering and its origin, then we find two categories there. Uh, reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, and then reflection on the truth of uh, the process of cyclic existence in terms of origin. Uh, so the first category, uh, reflection uh, on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, there are two categories. Uh, first category is showing the significance of the Buddha's asserting the truth of suffering is the first among the Four Noble Truths. And then the next category is um, the actual meditation on suffering. Uh, so once you get through uh, those categories, then we get to the section that we're actually dealing with, and that's uh, reflection on the process of cyclic existence in terms of origin. Um, so in that um, section, uh, it can be divided uh, into um, three different categories. Um, so the, the first category uh, is the, how the afflictions arise. Uh, the second category is how you thereby accumulate karma. Uh, and then the third category is how you die and are reborn. Uh, Chi 
we've gone through the section on how the afflictions arise, the four categories, identifying the afflictions, the order in which they arise, the causes of the afflictions and the faults and then how you thereby accumulate karma, identifying the karma you accumulate and how you accumulate uh, karma. And then now we're in the section on how you die and are reborn, and there's five categories. First, the causes of uh, death. We've gone through the mind at death. Uh, we've gone through where heat gathers. We've gone through and how you reach the intermediate state after death. Uh, we've just finished up. And uh, in Jayan Sheba's um, outline for number four, Zhipa, ジュジェ。ジュジェジュソン。パシンパシンドゥブチュデルチュジェロ。ジュジェオッケー。タレ。タナバナバジュジェディニソンジェチュデルゴマルベ。オッケー。タリンアジュデルネンドナラニチェブ
we begin with the first category of uh, Jayan Sheba's outline. If a being of the intermediate state is to be born in a womb, uh, it observes beings of the same type as itself at its future birthplace. Uh, it then wishes to gaze at them, play with them, and so forth, and desires to reach this place. Um, so uh, here, this is speaking of birth from the womb. So there are four different uh, places that one can be born. Uh, birth from an egg, birth from a womb, birth from heat and moisture, and miraculous rebirth. Uh, so these are the four categories of birth. And uh, um, this uh, um, is that, I said second, it's usually listed as the first birth by womb, uh, but it's uh, explaining if one is born from a womb, uh, what one will see and experience in the intermediate state. Um, so here it says, uh, it observes beings of the same type as itself at its future birthplace. So if one is in the human intermediate state, one sees humans. If one is in the God's uh, intermediate state, then one sees gods. If one is in the uh, lower realm intermediate state, then one sees lower realm beings. Uh, so this is what of the same type uh, is referring to. Uh, so um, here, this is saying that um, the being who is in the intermediate state, in the form that they're going uh, to be born into, uh, observes these things. Um, so this is speaking of the observation of a being who's in the bardo, and this specifically one who's been going to be born uh, in the womb. Dig ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
nevarandotos, nevarandotos, potom pomôcia agovateku, padutela sanlu kanyo gozerova. Ta tetere nenjujebi sar. Pamang tuan, pamang tuan, mebas, kutani bet pamang pamang do tongo mate, kutani bete pamang bet chudares. เงาทัวเมบ่าคุตาลชื่อเนี่ยเนี่ยเป็นชีวิตทัวเดียวทั้งสองอันนี้คุตาลชื่อเนี่ยวันนี้พม่าเองแบบทั้งอันนี้วัน
have to at that time then have that misperception, but it says here that they're not laying together yet. Um, so uh, maybe at break I'll, I'll try and find it so we can just kind of keep going and then ask Rinpoche a little bit further. Um, so um, I think that, let me see if there are any other points. Uh, Rinpoche just reiterated, so if uh, one is going to be born a female, uh, one turns away from his or her mother and desires his or her father. And if one is going to be born a male, then one turns away from his, uh, his uh, um, father and then becomes attached to his mother. So if one's a female, she, uh, um, she becomes attached to her, uh, her father. If one's a male, uh, he becomes attached to um, his um, mother. Um, so this is the difference. And it says, the level of yogic deeds explains it does not see its actual parents. It sees them lying together through misperceiving the semen and blood. So it's just the actual semen and blood that the bardo being is looking at. But there's... It, he or she is seeing it as an actual, his, his or her actual parents um, in union. So, in the levels of yogic deeds, it's saying that the actual mistake that's being made by the intermediate state being is that he or she is seeing the semen and blood as actual parents as actual beings um, a mother and father that's not about what the this way yeah so what did it that's not about that be the vaginas could all of my trainer what the never she bought in the vagina didn't you tell you are sure but data that 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 Pemmy, Chisit Nipama 
so I just went back to the number two because I found it in the text. And, and the translation is really stating that um, where it say they're not actually lying together at this time. Uh, it's, it's saying that the perception that the intermediate state being is having um, isn't really that of the parents. It's just the blood and semen. So it's, it, it says at this time, but what it means is, is that the perception that the intermediate state is having is a misperception because at that point he's, or she is only seeing the blood and semen at that time, isn't seeing the parents in union at that time, but is misperceiving it as his or her parents at that time. So that's how Rinpoche explained um, what that line means. So number three is the next paragraph. Um, Having conceived such a desire, the being of the intermediate state draws closer and closer to the man and woman, eventually arriving at the point where it cannot see any part of their bodies except for their genitals. Angry at this sight, it dies and it is reborn. Um, So if it's uh, going to be reborn a male, um, it moves closer to uh, his or her mother, to the woman, uh, and then becomes angry. If it's a female, it moves closer and closer to the male, and then becomes angry uh, after um, uh, seeing only the genitals um, of the male or female, depending on if it's a, a male or female that's going to be born, uh, and then becomes angry. And at that point of anger, there's a, 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 a death and a rebirth. Angry at the sight, it dies and is reborn. Okay. So Rimache is saying that the the substances are in the stomachs, uh, in the bodies of the mother and, and so and the father. And Rimache is saying that now maybe he's thinking that it's saying that it's perceiving those um, that are inside of the mother and father uh, because of this actually lying together. It's not clear in the Tibetan, I guess, so uh, if you look at it. Um, so, um, but just Rinpoche went back to it um, just to clarify it. Cosu Tadada Tibi Kutra 
So number four, moreover, the mother and the father generate desire, which becomes intense for a period, at the end of which a gelatinous semen is emitted. Then drops of semen and blood invariably issue forth from the two of them, mixing within the mother's reproductive tract, then congealing like the skin on the top of boiled milk that has been allowed to cool. At this point, the intermediate state of the being who is to be reborn ends, and this fundamental consciousness enters the congealed mass. Um, I think that's where it stops. Um, so here, if it depends upon which viewpoint one is looking at um, when we talk about uh, what enters the congealed mass. Um, if, if it's according to the um, mind-only school and some of the middle way autonomy schools that tend towards the mind-only, uh, then it states that the gunji, the um, fundamental consciousness, uh, enters. Um, but if it's uh, according to the uh, um, middle way consequence view, it just states that the um, actual mental consciousness is what enters at that point, um, specifically, just the mental consciousness, not this kind of, sometimes storehouse consciousness it's translated as, but fundamental consciousness. So this uh, fundamental consciousness or sometimes storehouse consciousness uh, according to those who assert it uh, is where the imprints uh, are stored and it's neither virtuous nor non-virtuous it's considered that which hasn't been presented in scripture um, but it's according to those systems, it's where the imprints or predispositions are housed um, and then carried forth. 
So the, the debt, Ramesh quickly gave the definition uh, in the text of uh, the fundamental consciousness according to mind only. Um, so he said uh, not to look it up, um, or um, so I'll wait till break to see if I can you know, find it specifically. Um, but it's, it states within the definition that it's the... Um, で、彼彼で、um, so there are uh, different kinds of uh, things that are that which hasn't been de-lumatend on de-mayin-lumatend. Two different types of that which hasn't been presented in scripture. Uh, so there's the one that is uh, free of misdeeds, um, and then there's one that uh, is um, somehow ha- has misdeeds. I have to look it up, but it has this word misdeed in it. Has not one has one has not been presented in scripture that has not does not have misdeeds, and one that has. Um, so uh, if uh, the the storehouse consciousness uh, definition is the fundamental consciousness that is the house that houses or stores those predispositions uh, and is not um, uh, virtuous or non-virtuous. Um, so it's the storer of these predispositions um, that is part of the mental consciousness. So, according to the mind only school that asserts this fundamental consciousness or this storehouse consciousness, uh, this is where we find some kind of um, um, substantial existence of person uh, or, or some kind of um, uh, existence, uh, some kind of inherent existence of person within this storehouse consciousness. Uh, and the Middle Way Autonomy School um, also states that, um, this, that consciousness has some kind of a um, subtle um, existence, inherent existence. Um, so uh, this is, um, these are differing views that we find within the tenant systems. Uh-huh. 
um, so, it's very difficult to translate. There's some subtle differences between the mind-only school's view uh, of this storehouse consciousness and the middle way autonomy's perspective uh, of, of the, um, the inherent existence, Raon de Drupa, this uh, inherent existence uh, that exists within the mental consciousness. So at the point of uh, um, seeing emptiness directly, um, if there is in the storehouse consciousness these um, afflictions that are, in, uh, are there, if there is some inherent existence, then there would also be these afflictions. So that at the point of seeing emptiness directly, if it is through that um, mind, if it's uh, in some way uh, saturated with these things uh, inherently, uh, then we would have a corrupt uh, perception of emptiness then if there's uh, this um, storehouse consciousness housed these afflictions uh, and it's the main fundamental consciousness at the point of seeing emptiness directly there would also be these uh, afflictions that are present at that time um, so um, Rimche is saying that there's a, a problem with, with that with that view if that's the case so when Baba the Sanzabitrotazone, um, so, uh, it, a Sangha presents these views, um, uh, and these views according to the mind-only school, but also presents views uh, that are different than that of the mind-only school. So, this fundamental consciousness is fine um, for uh, the mind-only school tenet system itself, but it, it is... Uh, ex that that view, there is a higher view um, than that, and we find that uh, problem that arises if these uh, predispositions have this kind of uh, stored in this inherent, inherently existent um, place, 
then at the point of the um, path of seeing, the direct perception of emptiness, uh, then we would have these present at that time as well. There would be a corruption. Um, so uh, that's it. ドニモズドバティズゴボジバラネビテメバタルズナキルタジェベドスンディグリスドスバラネテメメバドスアナカシゴデゴボバラネテテチェプイモレスカザガテルポイモレスセジナジェサメレザロバラネビテカザガラジ
and then I said to be no longer drag ne padutel tantin ures tantin las ne lebi lebi le she she bana gwache jena ritumbichete ne gwache sabaina ne jeri la suberitumbul chenures ne shewata ne bi danjonjins shewata ne dranyembutin kodugores ne khazanta Jamais quand la souvenance de Roa, Tan Jongos, ne consentant Jay quand la souvenance de Rague, Coupa Dutel, Tantin, ou Ares, ou à ton apatre. So I just want to read through uh, number four, just to make sure we go through that. See where I. At this point, the intermediate state of the being who is to be reborn ends, and this being's fundamental consciousness enters the congealed mass. The force of this consciousness brings together a developed combination of blood and semen that is conducive to producing the sensory faculties, as well as a mixture of the former congealed blood and semen and the subtle traces of the four great elements that are the causes of the five sensory faculties. These traces are something that is other than the congealed blood and semen, something that has sensory faculties and that is other than what was formerly there arises after the consciousness is entered. At this point it is called rebirth. Those who do not accept that fundamental consciousness exists assert that the mental consciousness takes rebirth. Uh, so five, if the being of the intermediate state has accumulated little merit, it is born into a low, low class. So this is a poverty level is kind of what this means. It, and it uh, dies and enters the womb. It hears a loud clamor. Uh, and sees itself entering a marsh. So it hears uh, noises that are um, disturbing, um, that are not peaceful. Um, and it sees itself entering into uh, this marsh that uh, has almost like a lot of uh, very, very thick, um, lots of, um, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, like the thickets uh, sticking up uh, and so forth. Uh, and it says a thick forest in some uh, or some other place. Um, so this is for someone who um, is uh, involved in non-virtue and has accumulated little merit. For somebody who's involved in cultivating a large amount of virtue, it says if it is currently cultivating virtue, it is born into an elite class. Um, so like the um, class of kings, for instance. Uh, it hears peaceful and pleasant sounds and sees itself entering a mansion, palace, or the like. This, uh, this, uh, Sujijin, <laughs> This 
Uh, so now we move on to number six. Just as a note, um, number four also included that previous paragraph that I didn't read. I just knew that we didn't read all of that second paragraph, but four includes the moreover, the mother and father, um, all the way to um, takes rebirth. Uh, so now we uh, have six. Uh, this being then remains in the womb for 38 weeks and there develops all the limbs and extremities. Four days later it is born, according to the descent into the womb sutra. Um, so uh, this is what we as Tibetans state. We say that the, a baby is um, in the womb for nine months and then ten days uh, and then is born. Uh, so this is very similar here, uh, 38 weeks. Um, um, but. We know that science, uh, with the machines and, and technology and so forth, has a better understanding of this process, um, and we have to look at what, what they say um, when we're, we're studying this. But basically what happens is, is that you know, as the months go on, and we get into the sixth and seventh and eighth months, the limbs and, and all of the parts of the body begin to develop um, more and more. Um, until that point when the, the, the baby is born. And again, as Tibetans, we say um, nine months and ten days, um, and the baby is then uh, born. Uh, 
And then we have a quote from a Descent into the Womb Sutra. It says, The fetus is fully developed after nine months or more have passed. At eight months, it is almost fully developed. At six or seven months, it is not fully developed as its limbs are not complete. Study the Descent into the Womb Sutra for details on the stages of the development. And uh, again, Rinpoche said, and also look at what science uh, says about the stages of development. So once we um, know what this says, we should look at what science says um, and what they've arrived at with the machine, their machines and so forth, um, and then compare it. Ojetadumba <laughs> And So number seven, if the being of the intermediate state does not have a desire to go to a birthplace, it will not migrate there. So if there isn't an, a desire of wanting uh, for this birthplace, then the intermediate state be being will not be born uh, wherever it would have. And having not done so, will not be reborn there. Um, take, for example, the case of those who have committed an accumulated karma for rebirth in a hell. Like those who have no vow against activities such as butchering sheep uh, or poultry or marketing hogs. In these people's intermediate state, they see as if in a dream sheep and such at their future birthplace and ru rush there, driven by their delight in their former habits. So they previously uh, engaged in butchering these animals and so forth and had this attachment to their flesh. So in this intermediate state, they see these things and then um, want, uh, become attracted to them. It says, uh, um, driven by their delight in their former habits. Then anger is aroused at the forms which attracted them to the birthplace. Um, at which point their intermediate state ends and they are reborn. Hungry ghosts with goiters and others who are similar to hell beings take rebirth in a like manner. 
think that's it. There wasn't much commentary. Dixon or so I was asking what I was asking Rinpoche about is that we state that in the humans uh, bardo or intermediate state humans see humans so I was asking about can you see because in you know our world we can see animals so in the human intermediate state can you see animals so he was saying that this is for beings who have been attached to uh, these activities such as butchering sheep and then are going to be born as a sheep um, uh, in their future birthplace because I was asking you know how a human would be able to see an animal that's separate um, lineages of the same type that's not of the same type so uh, Rinpoche is saying that this uh, they could be born as pigs they could be born as sheep they could be born as uh, other animals um, and rush there by their delight in their former habits. Then anger is aroused at the forms which attracted them to the birthplace, at which point their intermediate state ends and they are reborn. Hungry ghosts with goiters and others who are similar to hell beings take rebirth in a like manner. <laughs> Zuna Shibel Hai Rizu, Chenanes, Tunul Chena, Idal Chena, Melchena, Duba, Duba Shubatan, Dubal Chena, Zuna Shubi, Zukonso, Hai Rizu Chenane, Chi Nesu, Ranta Ritimba, Gawangula, Chi Nesu, Ranta Ritimba, and a May Baduina, May Baduna Pensil Gabuchigres. And Nenjushib 
If the being of the intermediate state is to be reborn as an animal, hungry ghost, human, desire realm deity, or form realm deity, it observe at its, observes at its birthplace delightful beings similar to itself. So Rinpoche just reiterated that humans see humans, uh, gods see gods, uh, lower realm beings see lower realm beings, so that's similar to itself. Then conceiving a liking and a desire for that place, it migrates there and becomes angry upon seeing the birthplace, at which time its intermediate state ends and it is reborn. This is according to the levels of yogic deeds. Rebirth in hell for those who are not people like those mentioned above, persons who have no vow, such as poultry butchers and hog sellers, uh, occur uh, in a similar fashion. Um, so this is uh, talking about... Um, it, it's clear. Rinpoche just reiterated what it reads as. You know, poultry butchers, those are people who butcher animals, uh, kill sheep, kill uh, cows, different kinds of animals for their meat, um, and hog sellers. So these are the types of people um, that uh, experience uh, it as stated. ตาโกบันจุตตอเดนมันจุตตอเสตันมกบะเรตะตอเนลางุนดุเชตะตอเนลางุนดุเชชิตวชิลิจวะตวชิลิจวะยินาอะเนตวชิลิจวะยินาต
Egg birth is explained similar to womb birth. I have followed the level of yogic deeds uh, in explaining how you die and are reborn in unexceptional cases. Uh, so these are the nine points, uh, and it's a very solid, uh, Rinpoche said, Dembo, uh, very solid section. So now we've uh, completed, when we look at the various sections uh, in the outline, um, we have the this major uh, heading, uh, we have the uh, major headings uh, that go over the, the truth of suffering, uh, reflection on suffering and its origin, and then we have reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. So we've gone over the sections now, uh, reflection on the truth of suffering, the faults of cyclic existence, uh, and reflection on the process of cyclic existence in terms of origin. Um, so those are all under the first heading, reflection on suffering and its origin. And now uh, we move on to the second category, which is reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 links of dependent origination. <laughs> Mm. So the reflection on uh, suffering and its origin uh, is very similar to reflection on the 12 links of dependent origination. It's just that the 12 links of dependent origination are a much ex more expansive way of looking at the suffering and origin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sibakulusitine, Nibba um, so we've reached this section on the 12 links of dependent origination. Um, and there are four categories um, that we will go over. First is the division into 12 factors. Second, the abbreviated classification of the factors. Third is the number of lifetimes required to complete all 12 factors. And then four is how their significance is summarized. Uh, so these are the four categories. Um, and uh, so 
when we look at this first category, division into 12 factors, so this is just the list um, of the 12, um, beginning with ignorance. Uh, and uh, when we, um, sometimes you'll see in a temple um, this picture that's called this, the wheel of life, uh, the wheel of existence. Um, and this wheel of existence um, has the 12 links of dependent origination around the outside of it. And then you also see uh, in the inside of it, uh, in the inner circle, uh, three different animals. Um, you find a pig, a chicken, and a snake in the center there. And these are symbols of the three poisons. Um, so the pig symbolizes ignorance, the uh, uh, the chicken symbolizes attachment, uh, and the snake symbolizes anger. Uh, so these are the three poisons that are symbolized on this wheel of life. And then the outside, we find the um, 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, and Buddha stated that um, this picture uh, should be put on the um, doors at temples. So you'll find it on the back sides of doors um, at monasteries and temples, uh, this wheel of life um, that has the um, Lord of Death with its fangs around the outside and the 12 links and then uh, in a circle uh, and then in the very center those three poisons sim symbolized by the pig, snake, and, and chicken. Um, so uh, um, so uh, the wheel of um, the 12 links of dependent origination have pictures that depict the, the ignorance, compositional activity, consciousness, etc. <laughs> What Sue, 
And we also find um, in this depiction of the wheel of life those who are committing non-virtue uh, going down to the lower realms and those who are committing virtue going up to the higher realms. Um, uh, so uh, in the Lamrim Chemo on page 325 we find the point made about um, um, the wheel of life. It says, the teacher seeing this questioned Ananda, who informed him of the reasons, uh, whereupon the Buddha said, because there will not always be teachers like this excellent pair, make a painting in the gatehouse of a five-part wheel of cyclic existence, around the circumference of which are the twelve dependent arisings in both forward and reverse progressions. The wheel of existence was then drawn. On another occasion, a painting of the Buddha was sent to King uh, Ajayana, before it was sent, the twelve dependent arisings in forward and reverse progressions were written in verse at the bottom. The king memorized this, and then at dawn, sitting with the legs crossed and body straight, concentrated his attention upon virtue, while focusing upon the two processes of dependent origination arising, he achieved the sublime state of, sublime state of a noble being. So here, this is saying that this king Ajayana um, was able to achieve the state of Arya, uh, of superior by um, focusing on the process of dependent arising uh, and uh, memorizing these 12 links of dependent origination. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, um, so the 12 links of dependent origination begin with ignorance um, and ignorance is depicted on the uh, wheel of life by a, a blind man um, so uh, this is uh, the first first one mm-hmm. And um, so, the, um, so uh, number two is compositional activity, and uh, we find a picture of so, someone depicted making something, um, someone, uh, uh, someone who makes items. Uh, so in the Wheel of Life, um, we find uh, this picture that depicts uh, um, that. we have one around? We could use just as a, uh, everyone could see it then. That'd 
Okay, so number three, consciousness uh, is depicted by a monkey. So we have a wheel of life here, so maybe we could even afterwards pass it around and people can see what the Makijite, what is it? Tajiba. Here we have the monkey, and here we have the person making something. Makiriado. So, number four, we have a picture of uh, someone in a boat. Um, so, uh, that is. Uh, Name and form. Uh, so we first have ignorance, second, compositional activity. So first, ignorance is a blind man. Second, compositional activity, or it's sometimes karma, we find someone making something. Uh, third is consciousness, there's a monkey. And fourth uh, is name and form, and we find a boat. Mm. Uh, number five is the six sources, and it's uh, pictures of a house. Uh, so then, number six, contact, uh, has a picture of a man and woman embracing. Then number seven is a picture of an arrow in the eye of a person. So there's a picture of a person uh, and there's an arrow in his or her eye. I think. So number eight, which is craving, has a picture of someone drinking alcohol. Monkey. Uh, so um, the next grasping, there's a picture of uh, someone taking fruit. And it's here we have a picture of a monkey taking fruit. Um, but um, it's just take a picture of someone taking fruit. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so, I'm a pugu trogo. Okay. So the next is potential existence, and we find a picture of uh, a mother uh, who um, has a child, um, is bearing a child, with child. Uh, number 11, we find a picture of a uh, baby uh, being born. So that's birth, is an 11. Dead body. Yep. Um, so number 12, aging and death. 
we, we find a, a corpse or a dead body. Uh, this picture doesn't really look like that, but it's a corpse. So uh, those are the 12 links of dependent origination, and in the future uh, we'll go through them. Rimache, the Junipa, par, the Megango. Megango, dang um, so this is from Basu Chuji Jetson's uh, commentary and also Jayan Sheba's. Uh, but they also, this can be found in many uh, different texts. I was saying that this looks like someone almost with a cane. Um, so maybe it's depicting aging. Um, but Rimache says that it's supposed to be a corpse. So in the future, um, Rimache said it like tomorrow or the next or day, meaning like this t next time or the time after that, um, we'll go over these 12 links. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll end class here, um, and we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everybody. Um, and at break, I looked up the points about storehouse consciousness, and, and for the mo most part, uh, there was very few omissions of what I said um, about the storehouse consciousness and the views and so forth. So I looked it up in the emptiness text. <coughs> It's also called the mind basis of all a lot of times. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kinsarwanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tu